Hello, everybody. Welcome to Human Seeking Human. My name is Zandi. I'm Liz. Hi, Liz. It's so good to see you. It's been so long. I know. You guys don't know this, but we both have been away. So our last few podcast episodes were pre-recorded. We recorded like all three of those at the same time, right? Weren't they just back to back to back? Yes. It's all a blur now. Yeah, I I do feel like by the end, I couldn't speak words. And did we do a bonus episode too? I think we did for our like we uh, did. paid subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole bonus, that was fun though, that bonus game we played. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we should do that good. again. I feel like I got again, to know you so well. Yeah, I got to know me too. And you, I yeah. guess. You are severely underestimated my dance moves but we can we can talk about that later yeah i still i'm still not convinced that you're yeah we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk we're, we'll dance it out we'll, da- we'll have a dance off that's only for subscribers you'll hear it you'll hear our shuffling you won't be able to see it but you'll hear us <laughs> dancing around us yelling at each other that's um, gonna be our august bonus episode it's just oh you're welcome in advance everybody um so yeah go give us money uh it's it'll be worth it clearly uh yeah welcome to our show we read things from the old newspapers and have lots of fun with it uh and a lot of them have to do with relationships like our first segment our dream date segment where we find each other a dream date either based on each other's interests or dislikes because we just want to mess with each other um which leads me into mine (laughs) Uh oh. Because I have a dream date for you. Okay. Uh, after a little conversation it. we had earlier uh, this week. So, this is from the Times Leader in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Wilkes Bar, is that right? I don't care. August 7th, 1998. <laughs> um, that was rude. I, I just meant y'all will correct me later anyway. So, whatever. <laughs> Here we go. It's been a while. Divorced white male, 42, financially secure, enjoys swimming, drive-ins, amusement parks, dining, camping, loves Eagles, Stevie Nicks, the New York Yankees, and children. (laughs) Liz is a big Yankees fan. (laughs) See, I have to say, one, I'm a Sox fan, two, Yankees suck, and three- You like the White Sox? The Red Sox. (laughs) Every, I'm seething right now. I know. Um, everything else in that ad, though, is like right up my alley. Swimming, mm-hmm. camping. I love children. I love Stevie Nicks. I mean, mm-hmm. ugh, so close. Yeah. If only he didn't have that horrible penchant for disgusting teams. Loser teams. I, teams of losers. I, <laughs> well, not by current standings, but that's another point. Um Wait, no, it is by current. I'm sorry, I forget. I for in my yeah, head, you were losers. a Yankees fan there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but uh, I almost went to a Yankees game and I couldn't. It was actually going to be Yankees Red Sox in New York. I was going to go to Yankee Stadium. Literally, like three hours before the game or something, we got an email saying that the game was postponed. So, still haven't been. I've been to Fenway Park. Uh, still haven't been to Yankee Stadium. So, hopefully, get that. But. So I was going to root Sox for the Yankees by default. No, no, no. I was going to root for the Yankees. So, sorry. I'm not You're actually sorry. You're tearing this podcast apart. <laughs> I'm a Reds fan number one. So, at least we can agree on the right, that color. The yeah, color yeah, yeah, red. Yeah, yeah. yeah for that's sure. Something. Um, okay. Well, I have one for you. Um, this is from 1903. So, we're going way back. Okay. Whoa. Um, I, I do like older women. Handsome and charming lady, owning property and independent income, would assist kind and loving husband. So, is this looking for a husband or a wife? I can't tell. No, looking for a husband. Oh, this, this. Oh, I see. I see. The woman would would assist a loving husband. Okay, that's a lot to ask for. I have to be loving, and then I'll get all that. So I just feel like you like. You're like one of those people who like, Uh (laughs) no, no, it's not a bad thing. You like, you like the, like, you know, 
independent, hardworking, you know, oh, smart, yeah. quick Indep- kind of yes. gal. I don't know. It, it seemed like a they... stays home but and true. True stays home and does the dishes. I don't know. And watches what, what the is Real the traditional of Beverly Hills. Well, I do like the reality TV stuff, so that's fine. Um, especially the trashier, the better. But do you watch Ninety yeah, no, Fiance? I have watched a lot of it. I wouldn't call myself a watcher only because I haven't watched all of it yet. Yet. Well. Yet. I just got Discovery Plus, so. Oh, nice! Is it all on Hulu anyway? Maybe not. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't I, tell I'll me only that. Watch I literally only subscribe to it for 90 Day Fiance. Actually, no, it's not true. Probably right. For what else ID, would Discovery Plus Prime. have? Oh, they oh, have like okay. every true. Doesn't your sister like sponsor? Isn't she sponsored by them? I think. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, they yes. Have, and like, she actually every... does. For the record, everyone, despite what I just said, she actually does enjoy it and watch it. That is not a lie. Someone recently asked about if we enjoy things that we um, sponsor. And that was an example where I was like, actually, like she, d- I'm doing this whole ad thing for her again, but that's just one of those things. But yes, I'm sorry. Use our code <laughs> Zandy at checkout for 0% off your first month. It's actually, it's actually to make it cost $10 more. If you use, use my our code Zandy at checkout, <laughs> And you'll receive an old newspaper. It'll just float float out of the sky. And you won't get your subscription. Just that just newspaper. Just cut all so. that out. Just cut. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. Cut I liked it. Out. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. We're not cutting anything today. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So ID. Yeah. Uh, 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Go. I'm trying to talk myself backwards into whatever we were talking about. Um, I think we're done. Yeah. I think. I think that makes sense, though, about the independence and everything. I like that. And um, But at the end, when they say to assist a loving husband, I'm like, I don't want an assistant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is but it seems like she's lonely? got her own stuff, you know? Okay, good. But you don't have to assist me. You can be, do you do you, and then I'll do me, and we'll be one big happy family. You're really nitpicking here, Zandy. Just let the woman assist. Okay, fine. As long as I don't have to be too loving. She's like, (laughs) I'm a strong, independent, smart, hardworking, wealthy woman. It doesn't save for looking for ninety percent of that. Looking for a dumb boy that I can help out. And I was like, Zandy. (laughs) (laughs) I could use it. Don't get me wrong. I could use it for sure. Wait, I'm look I thought this would be a good application for our podcast assistant. We're looking for a oh, podcast yeah, there you assistant. Go. And I, I was like, 1903. She's probably a little bit old. She might be retired. A little bit. Oh, oh my God. And, yeah. And actually, it's similar to our Zandy code. If uh, if you do want to apply to be our assistant, um, it will cost you $10. Um, Just per month. find a newspaper and write your application on it in... <laughs> The comic section in the crossword puzzle. <gasps> and the then crossword. if it fits perfectly in the crossword puzzle, then take a picture of it and send it to us and we will look at it and go, hmm. And now then nothing will happen. Yeah. I can't wait to get these pictures in and to go, hmm. 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 This hmm Stop, you can't be giving us- it away for free. Oh, true. I'll edit them out. No, I won't. Censor them. Censor the... Just like... And then we'll go beep! (laughs) (laughs) You want another noise? Cough up. Show me the crosswords. Uh, All right. Here's here's, uh, time for a textual encounter uh, where I find a... And I saw you add misconnection type thing. Um, And this one is from uh, Craigslist. This is a Craigslist misconnection uh, in New York. Elbow patches on 23rd Street. We looked at each other on the corner of 23rd and Broadway. You were wearing a jacket with elbow patches and carrying a book. I was in a blue sundress and a cardigan. I was shy and looked away. What were you reading? 
sounds like 500 Days of Summer or something. Like Zoe Deschanel and what's his what face? What year was this? I've never seen that movie, but what? What year was this? I don't know. It doesn't say. I didn't get that because I'm bad at this. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. That's okay. You'll get used to it. Don't worry. It took me a little yeah. while to get the hang of it, Sandy. Teach me your ways. Um, I'm just curious, like elbow patches. I'm just thinking of like what era of fashion that was. To be honest, I would say it should be zero era of fashion. I, I have owned jackets with elbow patches. So why are you a hater? Um, because I hate myself. Uh, that's not true. I oh, am because I look Sandy. back and think I shouldn't have been wearing those. I don't know. Can they be done well? Sure. But clearly this person in a blue sundress and a cardigan. It sounds like, I don't know. Just it sounds like some weird Taylor Swift like, fanfic here. It does sound a little bit like that. Right. And like reading it's, a book. Yeah, it's like it would ooh, be the, funny the, though if the book was like Rough Riders or like some kind of <laughs> you know inappropriate book or like hardcore book, like How to Poison Your Husband, you know? Oh Jesus, <laughs> my favorite book. Wow, uh, who wrote that? Me. Oh, oh God. Okay. Anonymous. I'm not gonna let the wife the see that name. one. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, doesn't it seem like some weird like Taylor Swift professor, young professor fanfic that's being written here? Like I'm picturing this young like tweed jacket with elbow patches and a book and like glasses and walking down the street kind of nerdy, but clearly extremely attractive. And then you have like a Taylor Swift type or Zoe Deschanel type walking around in a blue sundress and cardigan being all shy and looking away like oh it's it's See, I don't she like missed it, she missed her chance because what she needed to do was bump into him so he dropped his book and then go oh oh sorry and then when he goes to pick it up she goes to pick it up and then she puts his hand a little bit on his hand and they look up at each other and then they get really shy and then they have yeah. this little meet cute hello have you never seen a movie before no, actually, I haven't. This sounds fascinating, though. I would love to watch whatever this movie thing is you're talking about, uh, if, especially if they all have this interaction. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I People have told me to watch it. Um, I, I think people have told me that it, it reminds them of me, and I think as an insult, not as a positive thing. So that's why I've avoided watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like friends have said that, so which is kind of why I've avoided it. I watched it when I was like a teenager, and I appreciate mm. it because it got me into like they have a really good soundtrack. Have you seen Garden mm. State? I love the Garden State soundtrack, and I, yeah. I I actually like Garden State. It's like that. I don't know. It's one that now I think I think similar to what you're saying. Now, if I watched it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I see why I liked it at least, but yeah. it's not my thing right now. But yeah, that yeah. soundtrack. I mean, that's like the Shins from Garden State. Mm-hmm. I think that was like one of their biggest breaks. Um, I feel like um, 500 Days of Summer was just kind of like very similar to Garden State in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, but especially in that it was like a little, eh, you know, as like a romance. It was very like manic pixie dream Mm -hmm. you know and then and like Mm -hmm. the the quirky i feel like we talk a lot about how like problematic the like manic pixie dream girl is but then also like what about the like sad boy with like no will to live unless his girlfriend pays attention to him like that Mm -hmm. trope too anyway it's not cute good soundtrack though yeah good music cool okay so maybe i should just watch it for the music at least um but it was movies like garden state that wanted me to start working in the music industry because i'm not musically very talented i can play a couple instruments poorly um but i wanted to work in music anyway because i wanted to eventually work in film and music at the same time and be a um, music supervisor one day uh where i get to basically pick movies or music for movies or tv um and yeah and it was movies like that where i'm like wow that would be so cool to be able to discover artists and put them in my in into different movies and stuff i don't know it was so i I really appreciate that top three movie soundtracks and then i'll tell you mine i do not have a top three off the top of my head i i don't even know i'm the pressure right now is too much okay Um, well mine is garden state i did like baby driver that seems like a very basic answer but i really like the baby driver soundtrack a lot 
I thought that the best, I think the best scored movie I've ever seen in my life, and this oh. might come as a surprise to you, Project X. Did you watch Project X? I have not seen it, no. Dude, it's like, ama- it's like just perfectly scored for like the kind of movie that it is. It wouldn't be good without the music that it has, but it's so good. <laughs> That's so kind of cool though. I don't know. I can appreciate that where the music makes it. Um, it's like the opposite hey, of like Garden State or 500 Days of Summer where the music makes it like emotional. This like keeps the movie feeling like, wow. It's like an if an action movie was about teenagers drinking. Okay, I need to watch that then because that's my life. <laughs> it's also really beautiful. Teenage drinking. Oh, okay. I've read recommendations. Or I've heard recommend that people recommend that to me recently. So, yeah, it seems I, like it would be a trash movie, but it's actually pretty good. I've I, I've heard recent like positive things about. It. I think when I came, when it came out, I did not think hear anything positive. So, I'll check it out though. Um, I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh yeah, I had my. My textual, uh, textual encounter. encounter. So that was Your it. Taylor Swift um, fanfic. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't read that yet. I'll read that in another episode. That's the bonus episode. <laughs> Dancing and Taylor Swift fanfic. That's pretty good. That is good. I don't know. Okay. I have a I have a way back one for you. This is from the Detroit Free Press in Detroit, Michigan. And it's from 1917. Um, The headline is. Uh Oh, I'm nervous. (laughs) What's happening right now? (laughs) Hold on. Okay. The headline is. Four overcome by gas after orgy. One dies. <gasps> Wait. Made in Madison like, Avenue rooming house finds body Sunday. Do you want to hear the rest of the article? I'm not really. Actually, can we move on? Okay. I'm trying to figure out what kind of gas this was. Like a gas leak or never mind. I Just read it. Just read it. I'm going to brace myself. Revelry that started in a rooming house at 196 Madison Avenue Saturday night ended in tragedy when the four participants were overcome by gas fumes, one of them dying. The tragic ending of a night party was revealed Sunday morning when Mae Stevens, a maze, found Bruce Hummel, 30 years old, lifeless in a bathroom while a gas heater burned beside the body. Hastening to another room, the maid found Mrs. Annie Wilson, 22 years old, Mrs. May Henderson, 22 years old, both of 525 Woodward Avenue, and Frank Madden, who lived in the rooming house. The three were overcome, but still breathed and were rushed to the recovering hospital and may recover. Police physicians worked over Hummel for more than an hour, but could not save him. His body was removed to the county morgue. The rooming house is owned by Mrs. Grace O'Donnell. According to Detective Shokin Shaw, the woman went to the rooming house with two men who left before Hummel and Madden Porter's in Berman's Saloon. Mrs. Wilson is said to have a husband in Bay City. The husband of Mrs. Henderson is a United States Army post in Honolulu. I feel that newspapers in the early 1900s gave way too much information i was a that was the thing i was going to focus on because hey these people were involved in an an orgy here uh here's their home address yep (laughs) Uh, and their husband's full name that was not in the orgy it's like hey like the person's like the husband like the 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 his whatever people around him are gonna be like hey i read about your wife's orgy it's like jesus it's like, Jesus. so bad. That's terrible. It's um, terrible. But wow. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I. In hindsight, I'm like, well, that is clear. It, it should have been clear to me what kind of gas uh, killed somebody. But I was like, is this like some weird joke article? Um, no. It is. Wow. Serious. And someone died, and they had all the details just out there for the everybody. One- detail that i really wanted to know is 
how did they know it was an orgy? Like, did the people wake up True. from their like gas, you know, state at like, oh, what happened to the orgy? Like, were they <laughs> mid coitus? Like, I need to know how did you know? Um, I assume they talked about it, I guess. Like they were like, What were you all doing naked? Passed out. Maybe don't I don't know. Naked. We don't know if they were naked, true. I don't know how that detail got out or maybe they made it up because as we found these newspapers just kind of make shit up and their source is usually a a, a traveling merchant or something instead of like anything legitimate. Well, the source is the maid who found them. Okay. Who? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Having one of those orgies, I'm sure. And then they're like, I don't know. I bet it was like a business trip and they were just rude to the maid. And so the yeah, maid true. just like turned up the gas and then called the newspaper. Hey, I That's just walked in on an orgy. A don't deadly with, orgy. Don't mess with maids. Don't. That's just true in general. I, Regardless of if the maid was actually involved in this death, I... I I'm not going to say that that's what happened. Uh, Liz is going to say that for enough for the both of us. So I'm just mm-hmm, going to let mm-hmm, Liz mm-hmm. Uh, guess on that one. Wow. That's quite the story. My story is very different. Uh, much less interesting. But okay. Differently interesting. How about that? Not as thrilling and deadly, but here we go. This is from the Boston Globe. I didn't read the whole thing. I'm not reading the whole thing because it's super long. Uh, But this is from the Boston Globe. Uh, That's in Boston, Massachusetts. Go Yankees. Uh, June 7th, 1876. Uh, And it's called Dakota at the top of this. It just says Dakota. And then it says some interesting facts about that distant country. So it's all about Dakota, like the Dakotas north and south now, uh, back when uh, they were still being uh, discovered and uh, uh, destroyed by white people. So here we go. Yankton, Dakota, June 1st. Your correspondent arrived here about 10 days ago and feels that he can now give an honest first opinion on the advantages and disadvantages possessed by this section as since his arrival, he has devoted himself entirely to looking around the country. One of the first things he noticed was the number of eastern people here, the greater portion being from Massachusetts and Maine, all doing well and not having the slightest idea of returning east. This is not to be wondered at, for the climate is perfect. The weather has been very warm, but with the exception of four or five hours last Sunday, it has not been in the least oppressive owing to the delightful breezes from off the prairies. The air is so dry that it absorbs the perspiration as it exudes from the skin, and so light that it seems to lift you as you breathe it, giving a buoyancy that can only be fully appreciated by those who have been used to our damp, heavy east winds in Boston. The land is splendid, on some of the rivers especially, the soil being very rich, dark, and deep. You may judge the soil does not need much fertilizing when manure is burnt in order to get rid of it. All have heard of the much-praised Kansas lands. Well, a Boston gentleman with whom I was acquainted in the hub came to Yankton to buy a large farm, but, though greatly pleased with the land, he thought he would make sure before investing by going to Kansas and examining its lands, which he did, and has just returned and purchased a farm of between 500 and 600 acres in this country. He says that he could find nothing like it in Kansas. There you go. How does it feel? As someone from Boston, do you now feel the need to move to the Dakotas? Yankton, specifically, Mm -hmm. no. Nope. (laughs) Yankton, specifically, no. Okay. Um, the Dakotas? No. Um, I love the idea of burning manure. I think that makes for like a really cute, um, you know, environment, mental image, Mm -hmm. all that. But, uh, I don't know. I was going to say I'll stay in Boston, but I actually left Boston. so. (laughs) So you're not even there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know. Well, it's so cool, though. This place, Yankton, still exists. 
This was written seven. This newspaper thing, this the correspondent was there um, seven years after it was founded. So like very fresh. And it is by a river and it looks kind of lovely, actually. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I would like to visit Yankton. Um, it looks cute. It looks quaint. And I'm sure a lot of Native Americans, though, were killed in order to make it possible. So terrible mm-hmm. history, I'm sure. But uh, no, no but about it. Just a terrible history. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just ending on that note. Um, yeah. Anything else you have to say about the Dakotas? Any thoughts? Any feelings? Especially after that, burnt manure, um, etc. No, no offense to the Dakotas. I just want to say I don't want to live there. It doesn't mean I don't want to visit. It doesn't mean I don't have appreciation for the land. It's just like come to Boston. You know what I mean? Try a lobster roll. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't. I I can't agree on that. I I was talking to someone about Boston. I was like, you know what? I feel like that's like the last place I would feel comfortable living. I don't know why. Just the energy I feel would be very much not my cup of tea, based on. But you can handle New York. Apparently, New York is much different than I thought. Because when I thought New York before, I thought Manhattan, and then I just spent like five days there, not in Manhattan at all, and was like, "Oh, New York is nice, and yeah, I can handle it." And they have great public transportation, and they have great vegan options, and they have lovely people. Boston is like that too. If you're okay, in downtown I, I should... Boston, it's a little hustle and bustle. Outside of that, it's like quirky, artsy musician neighborhoods. And then outside okay. of the city, it's just farms. Yeah, I don't like the farm part, but um <clears throat> but yeah, okay. So yeah, they're liberal like farms. As they're a like Yankees fan, that would be kind of tough for me. Forget it. Don't come. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um forget it, forget no. it, forget it. Forget I'm just kidding. I would love to actually experience um, Boston legitimately because, yeah, I I haven't yet in my life. I went to I went to Fenway, um, but I was like a kid, and I only went for Fenway, and I was a kid. So I would love to have you show me around sometime if you're willing. I promise, no Yankee talk, um, and yeah, I promise. Okay. All right, we'll do it. Um, okay, I have another way back when. Oh, okay. I'm just drowning I hope in it's way about back Dakota. Winds. It's not. There are worse things to be drowning in. It's about Jersey, but it's from the Philadelphia Times. Okay. It's a letter to the editor. To the editor of the Times. The circumstantial story of a herd of wild hogs roaming around the Browns Mills, New Jersey, attacking farmers, devouring sheep, and keeping men on trees for hours may be regarded as a clever journalistic hoax. But, as it may be believed by some who spend their summers at this pleasant retreat and prejudice our place in their minds, it should be stated that the whole story is a whole cloth hoax, that the names given are fictitious, and that it is simply an imitation of the celebrated moon hoax and park wild animal hoax of the New York Herald a few years ago. We have not only no wild hogs, but we have peace and quiet among men and beasts, a salubrious climate, and one of the pleasantest summer retreats in the state. Wow. It's from 1882. That sounds, sounds almost like the Dakotas, how pleasant it is. Um, almost as salubrious. That word, I don't even know what it means, but that was a lovely word. And peace the way you said it was lovely. Men and beasts. That's so nice. It is like so just funny, another though. testament to this um, this idea of like journalism in like the early 1900s and late or 1800s lack thereof. <laughs> where sort of just like whatever the person with the printing press said was the news. It's like now the New York Times is like, what is it? All the news that's fit to print. And now it's like back then it was just all the news. Just no matter. It's not doesn't even have to be real. Just throw it in there. It was just all the stuff that we can print. Yes, all the stuff that we can print. That's more like it. Um, Yeah. News, not news. There There was like, there's so many. If you look, these are all like way too long to include, you know. But if you do look at old newspapers, and I know, Zandi, you've probably come across this too. There will just be like a three page long, tiny print, super long article. 
and it will just be like Marianne uh, argues with <laughs> mother-in-law and it'll be like Marianne born this date of this address argued with her mother-in-law about this but the history is this and it just goes on and on and on it's and on. nothingness like and it's on. the most inconsequential stuff inane stuff and it just doesn't stop yeah the real housewives of beverly hill or 90 day fiance to watch True. so they were like they had to just get their rocks off nope get their kicks from marianne's <laughs> drama yeah, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, we are doing that now too. We're reading it like, yeah, let's. This is entertaining. Um, mm -hmm. So I get it. I get it. I get it. Are you ready for an honest ad? I'd love to hear one. Okay, I have one. Human seeking peace, comfort. I should be a lot happier than I am. Uh, money is less of an issue than it has ever been in my life. I just moved into a pretty good place. I love my roommates. I have a loving partner and my dog can be with me here. I should be starting tea in the next six months. I'm trans. Still, I feel numbly content. Maybe I'm just over-medicated. Maybe I shouldn't have quit therapy. Maybe I shouldn't have dropped out of college. There are a million maybes, a million things that I could do differently, and I don't know why that's so scary to me. I feel like I'm on the top of a roller coaster waiting for it to drop. I'm not used to things going this well. And I'm scared that when I stop holding my breath, when I stop waiting for the drop, it'll hit me and I won't be ready. And this person included uh, he, him pronouns, by the way. So that for our discussion. Thank you for your, for telling us your pronouns. Mm -hmm. um, I really, I really relate to this feeling. Um, I have, actually, I don't have it here, but I have this um, piece of paper from this, like, it's like one of those, like, guided journals, you know, where it has, like, different prompts and stuff, and it has some pages with just quotes and stuff, and there's one, I don't know what it's from, I think I might have mentioned it on the pod before, but it says, um, there's nothing more human than taking a great thing and ruining it, trying to get it to last just a little longer, Whoa. Um, yeah. And then there's this whole exercise where you talk about good things that you've made less good by trying to like hold on to it. Mm -hmm. Um, even I think like, I, I, I love ice cream, you know, and I'll get popsicles so I can eat more without feeling full, but then I don't get to have ice cream at all. It's like not like, why would you do that? You know? I'm like, but it's healthier, but it ruins it. Like, just eat the freaking ice cream, you know? Um, I didn't expect that, but that was actually poignant. Like, that makes sense. I don't know. I Okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I'm reacting this way because I made a face to it, but I was like, but not in a bad way. I was like, what the heck? Yes, yes. Um, or you'll be having a good time and you'll be like, oh, let's rearrange everything. So... It can last longer and longer. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if you've done this. I, I'm like, this is something that I do all the time, which is I just have a good time and I do everything I can to keep having a good time until I'm panicked and frantic about how do I keep having a good time? Like, we're mm -hmm. having such a good time. Like, how do we keep having it? And then I realized that like my excitement and like joy has turned into like panic and anxiety and I'm actually mm -hmm. no longer having a good time. It takes away from the enjoyment. Absolutely. If you, spend time worrying about yeah how to keep it going and that's my ex and i when we were long distance uh i remember the nights and now i think about them about how terrible I, everything felt but i remember the last whatever like the last night so i'd be leaving the next morning we'd already planned to see each other in a few weeks or a month and i remember that night just being so panicked and thinking oh my god oh my god oh my god some days i'd like have to like i I called in sick to work and then took an extra day and pushed my flight back 24 hours just because I was so panicked about it. And so like, Oh my God, I don't want to like leave yet. I don't want to leave yet. Um, but to be honest, what would have been a lot better is if I just enjoyed the moment and knew, you know what, like healthily, like had this healthy thought of I'll be back. I'll be back in a few weeks. It's not the end of the world. It's okay. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. and I think I had to like mature a lot through that because I remember being such a terrible, like this, 
and I think I mentioned this on the show, my, my therapist at like a year after this, I would talk about it so much about those moments. And he said, that's trauma. And I'm like, that's a very strong word. And I like fought him on it. And he was like, yeah, okay. He's like, I, it's not like the biggest drama in the world, you know, it's not whatever, but still, he said, that counts. Like that's something that you carry with you and you still think back to those moments. And it's something that affects you negatively now. And, um, it's true. I, if, and I wouldn't have that, not that to blame myself, but I w- if I had just enjoyed the moment and appreciated where I was, I think I could have um, avoided a lot of those negative feelings that I carried with me long after I was, uh, the relationship ended and long after I was over the relationship, even I still like have those moments, had those moments of panic um, from it. So, yeah. And I did want to also talk about this roller coaster analogy of just being at the top and waiting for things to drop and things to go badly. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I've been feeling that way recently. So I don't know. And like, I'm, I, I think one of the hardest things to do is to take that feeling and process it into something positive. I think it's Mm -hmm. possible. And I was talking to my friend um, Logan about his life and he had this something something's not similar to this but regarding his career and he was talking about how it was um how he was feeling about it and he told me that he took that and was like yeah and now i like actually found the solution i'm working on this and i'm doing this and i'm like holy shit teach me your ways because for me when i have something where i'm expecting things to go bad i don't think how can i take this energy and do something productive with it and I don't know, either move on or improve my life in different ways. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm scared of that too. Like I've, oh, I'm scared and I don't know how to use that energy for positive things, but I know it's pos- possible if that helps well, at all. Yeah. I think it's totally relatable. I think that what I try to do, and I know that for me in my romantic relationships, especially when things first started getting serious with Joey, I was so panicked that I was going to mess it up or she wasn't who I thought she was or it wasn't going to work. You know, I just kept like that feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for something. Um, And I'm a big believer in like, I like self-help books. I Google, how do I deal with this emotion all the time? Um, And I watched this YouTuber who was talking about how to start a healthy relationship. And she was saying that, like, when we're in relationships, it's like we're building a bridge to another person, you know? And we have this, like, bag that we carry of our baggage and they have theirs. And, you know, once you really build that bridge, um, you know, you, you hang out and whatever and you still have your bag and it just feels nice because you have company. Um, And when you get scared, you start to think, oh, I'm going to be alone with my bag. This is going to go wrong. You will blow up the bridge, Mm -hmm. but then you're alone with your bag. Like it doesn't, you know, it's like we have this idea of, oh, things are going to go bad. And so, we don't enjoy the good times that we have. And then sometimes we even bring those fears to us. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that in relationships, in life, in jobs, I know I'm like this in jobs too, you know, I'm like, this is going so well, when is it going to go worse? Or how do I make it better? You know, it's just to stop and be like, where am I right now? Is it good? Am I grateful? Am I allowing myself to feel happy about the good things that are happening to me? Because the truth is, like, life is a roller coaster. You're not going to have a good day and then all the rest of your days are going to be good. Realistically, we all have amazing days and horrible days ahead of us. But if we spend the amazing days worrying about the horrible days, you know, it's not fair because we don't spend bad days, you know, making ourselves happy thinking about our amazing days. I wish, but it just doesn't work that way. Whereas we make ourselves miserable on good days thinking about how we might have a bad day. Yes, exactly. Oh gosh. And that's something that at least what I really appreciate with this writer, he talked about um, all 
the amazing things going on that he has going on the roommate situation uh loving partner uh a dog you know such great things um so that's i think that's a very amazing thing to be able to do especially when you have these fears to be able to have these fears but also appreciate what you have now um is not an easy thing to do um and it's something that lately i've been struggling career specifically with my career to do is to i keep looking ahead and thinking uh oh things are going to go bad i need to figure something else out so if things go bad i'm ready for it um but sometimes yes i i need to be more like you and maybe i should write these things down myself and list these things because i hope that was a good exercise for you to write down all these great things that you have going on um because oh, yeah, yeah, gratitude I need yeah i need to do that because I, I i take some things for granted i think um especially when i'm just too focused on what's going to come next and how much more i want or um yeah i need to i need to be more like you writer so thank you for writing this is helpful for me for what that's worth we appreciate you we do and everyone, if you want to write in your own honest ad, you can send it in, subject honest ad to humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we uh, will then uh, read it potentially. So yeah, we would love to hear from you. Heck yeah. And I have a little something to close us off. Heck yeah. So this clip is from the Weintaub Basin Standard, which is from roosevelt utah and it's in 1933 which was the beginning of uh nazi germany and the third reich um and it was talking about american sentiments towards that and the fear of german spies this is just a paragraph from a really long article um but just to give you an idea of what it was like to be in roosevelt utah in 1933 if a small boy forgetting himself for a moment should order a hamburger sandwich it was not unlikely that his whole family would be persecuted as german sympathizers even though the boy's two older brothers should be at the front lines everyone knew that a real patriot only ate liberty sandwiches oh my god it's like freedom fries yeah holy shit that's ridiculous. That's that's like, but I mean, yeah, I guess Hamburg because of Germany. Uh, German. Oh my god, that's so wild. I'd never actually thought about that, like how the what they would call a hamburger back in the like during the Nazi party. Oh my god. But clearly, they called it a hamburger because they're saying if a small boy forgetting himself for a moment. So they're telling yeah. you you can't call them hamburgers anymore. Yeah. Like that was and a normal think, thing. And then because of the Nazi rise to power, everyone was like, eh, let's cut that out because we don't want to. Wow. Oh, my God. And I think I think it's just interesting to think about. I feel like we get so uh, I feel at least so sometimes like apocalyptic about the yeah. state of of the world. And but I just think the idea of a little boy calling a hamburger the wrong thing, getting his whole family persecuted as German sympathizers. Like, I'm just glad that we're not, uh, you know, at that level of fear and paranoia. Yeah. Uh, at least that I know of. Not Yeah, that in our experience or uh, not there if yet. If you know maybe. people persecuting children, um, please don't tell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing we can do here. Um, so just keep it to yourself. Uh, Eat your Liberty sandwich and true. shut up. Uh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's so wild. I was actually just talking to someone, texting me. Who was that about Hamburg and Hamburger? Because Hamburger comes, the name comes from the city of Hamburg, um, which is, uh, oh, yeah, that was uh, Hellcat. So, yeah. we. I Hi, Hellcat. Just, yeah, I like I I shoehorned that fact into our conversation. It was not like 
it, it was not necessary. But yeah, so Cal -Cal I was would like, never... I'm hungry. And you were like, you should eat a hamburger. By the way, did you know that hamburgers are named after Hamburg, Germany? Yeah, I actually knew that because I know facts and I'm very smart. You probably wouldn't <laughs> understand. And Hellcat was like, yeah, Sandy. Thank you. <laughs> and Hellcat's like, I don't want to get banned from your stream. So uh, I'm just going to agree with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how that's most of my relationships now that I make is uh, it's it's based out of fear and power. Um anyway yes hamburg and hamburger i would never have made that connection that's wild like that i thought it makes sense weirdly makes sense especially because if we had freedom fries like which was absolutely ridiculous like such a ridiculous mm -hmm. concept like the fact like back then with the nazi party's rise to power it would make and you know german sympathizers were not were not looked positively upon it makes sense like it's not something that I think it's ridiculous in this context, but like I'm like, oh okay. Weirdly like it makes the, sense. The OG version of trolling would be like going into a diner and being like, Can I have a hamburger and French fries, please? <laughs> Everyone would be like, oh, and they'd be like, What? 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 I'm edgy. And then you're like, and they record it for YouTube and they're like, like trolling yeah. diner prank, um, <laughs> acting like I'm a German sympathizer, not clickbait. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That sounds good. I would watch that video from 1939. For sure. I would love to see a prank video from 1939. I really hope like, it Don't exists. Don't you understand? This is serious. And they'd be like, so <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to order a hamburger. <laughs> Gazuntite. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna get put in jail for a long time for that one. Um, oh my god, god oh, I do was... really want a Liberty sandwich from In and Out right now. I could use a. Uh, I wish they had Beyond. Well, not that I live there anymore, so I guess I want I want a Beyond burger right now. That sounds pretty good. Um, Animal style freedom fries and a double double <laughs> Liberty sandwich right now. I would love if you started calling it that when you went places and then you'd record that and see how people would react and then you could get popular on like conservative TikTok. No, thank you. Yeah, that's not I didn't figure that I figured that wasn't I'd rather perish. Okay. <laughs> They'd probably rather you perish too. So I feel like though um, I just because of you. Oh. I am a German sympathizer now. <laughs> um, am I? You, you sympathize for me? No, I don't sympathize for you, but I think I'd be. Oh. I'd say having a podcast with a, ger with a dirty germ um, is was my nickname a in lot high worse than just ordering a hamburger. You know what I'm saying? I would say, yeah, I, I, yes, I agree. I agree. Especially when World War III breaks out. Yeah. Well, Germany's so doing different things than they were in 1933. So I guess it's not as bad anymore. Yeah. You yeah, say that no, like you're not sure. Sorry. What's no, going on I in agree. <laughs> no, nothing, 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 nothing. Um, what are you there hiding? are definitely, no, there are those, there's like a, I don't know how, I don't follow German politics too well, but I know there's a, uh, um, there's a uh, the, the the far right is the thing is German far right is pretty much U.S. Centri centrist, so it's not that yeah. like <laughs> as crazy as it is here. I don't think, but there's kind of like a Trumpy style person who's kind of was popular. I don't know like if how he's doing. I hope not well, but uh, my mom gives me random updates because she follows German politics very closely. Um, so despite being a citizen, I don't really I don't know. Follow it. As well, much he's as no Hitler, Not, I, so we'll he's just, no Hitler. We'll just we'll just say that. Let's just say that might be bad, but he's the, no 1933 Third Reich, right? This is right? Uh, yeah. I don't follow this, German politics. I need you to tell me. You're right. I'm gonna say right, but I don't follow it either. So I assume not. But um, this is our first foray into Nazism. Not that sounded really wrong. Um, that's not what we're doing. This is the first time we're bringing up Nazis on the show, and it went just about as poorly as I expected. So I'm glad we got this out of the way so that we can never do this again. And this was not your fault. This was my fault because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Just eat a Liberty and sandwich and relax. 
<laughs> relax is not something I will do, um, but I will at least eat some food. So good idea. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, <clears throat> thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Oh, I think I muted myself. Thanks for listening to our thanks, show. And um, follow us on Instagram at Human Seeking Pod for fun newspaper clippings that don't make it into the show mm-hmm. uh christine schieffer just shared one of our posts and said that she really enjoys our content so that made me happy is she oh that's nice of yeah a lot of people a lot of people are really digging this this is like a new thing so if you followed us before i don't know a month ago uh, mm-hmm. or if you didn't follow us but you checked us out and you weren't super interested in our content but you like the stuff that we read in the show, maybe come back and give it a second chance. Cause I post almost every day and we have some cool stuff right now. There's an ad up that says she's beautiful, but dumb. She has never <laughs> learned the first rule of lasting charm, a long lasting deodorant. <laughs> it's so funny. It is so funny. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, go check it out. Human seeking pod on Instagram. It's beautiful stuff. And email us your honest ads or any interesting articles you found and we might read them in the podcast and give you a shout out for providing that information to us. And you can email us at humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Look forward to talking to you next week. Until then. Bye.